In a speech yesterday, Joe Biden said that President Trump is, quote, poisoning our democracy. Biden also said his nurse is stealing his credit cards. <laughs> wow. Conan. Oh, God. Conan with a little paranoid oldsters shot there. <laughs> that, that is a funny joke. Ooh, Come on. That, oh, my God. That's out of bounds. <laughs> Oh, we got to play that several times today. Oh, boy. That is I, funny. I proof. Yeah. Oh, that's new. <laughs> um, I do want to get to later. There's a, a major change that's coming. Not quite yesterday, like it was announced, but soon in the world of cell phones. Cell phones are about to get a dramatic uh, upgrade. Oh, yeah? Yeah, because I, I did a huh. deep dive on reviews and videos last night checking out the uh, the big change. So I'm curious to hear this. I have one of those. We got to talk more about Nancy Pelosi getting her hair cut. Oh. Shuts down businesses and then demands they open for her secretly. Oh my gosh. San Francisco Chronicle front pages. SF salons feel they're being hung out to dry. Oh, good. The, the Chronicle's covering it? Shocking. Anyway, I came across this in the Wall Street Journal. This is getting a fair amount of attention, but this is the editorial board's version of how Benjamin Franklin has become a person of concern. Washington, D.C. also proposes to cancel Washington and Jefferson. Uh, Benjamin Franklin's famous quote, a republic if you can keep it. Uh, Did he actually say it or is it apocryphal? It doesn't make any difference. It might as well be true. Uh, But but the idea was, um, can people govern themselves or will it go the way of a self-governance that always has, where you just break into factions and it all falls apart and it gets ruined? (laughs) Right. Well, the Wall Street Journal is sort of making the point that maybe maybe that is the direction we're going. Um, because Benjamin Franklin said it, and he no longer is going to be a founding era uh, person that you're going to be able to see in Washington, D.C. If this new panel in Washington, D.C. gets its way, they've identified Benjamin Franklin, among other founders, as persons of concern and recommended their names be removed from D.C. property. This is straight out of Soviet Russia. I mean, it's they didn't even change the words. I mean, it is straight out of the Politburo. The astonishing proposals come from a Washington, D.C. government committee formed by Mayor Muriel Bowser to oh. re-examine the names of schools, statues, and parks in the wake of protests. The this co- chick doesn't get enough attention for being awful. The committee submitted its report Monday, and Ms. Bowser... Um, uh, passed it along to the next step of it, of it happening. The committee says it hunted for historical figures with key disqualifying histories, including participation in slavery, systemic racism, oh. mistreatment of or actions that suppressed equality for persons of color, women, and LGBTQ communities. So uh, Franklin was tough on the transgenders, huh? Yeah, sure. Right. So the founding fathers weren't open-minded enough about uh, gay, bi, trans uh, rights. Yeah, I'm sure they weren't. And neither would you have been if you lived then, you lying liar. There was hardly anybody else in the world. I mean, like, talking 99% here. Oh, at least. At least. And I'm, you know, being charitable. I mean, if you're going to include that in there, you, you're you not going to be able to have anybody's name on anything that that existed prior to like 2010. I mean, like oh, nobody. I mean, Barack Obama Barack ran out. He ran on marriages between a man and a woman. Yep. So. Hillary Clinton out, canceled, canceled. Come on, Michael. What are we paying you for in there? 
What anyway, are you doing? You flipping through a comic book? If uh, if you if your life if your life and attitudes weren't on the right side of slavery, systemic racism, mistreatment of or actions that suppressed equality for persons of color, women, and LGBTQ communities, you have violated the DC Human Rights Act. I hate to sound like the racist, anti-racist lunatics, but you're either with these people or you have to come off the sidelines and fight this stuff, folks. In your schools, in your town, at your city council. You have to be willing to stand up. You compared it to Soviet uh, Russia. I still think it uh, reminds me more of the French Revolution, since I've been doing a lot about reading about that, particularly this part. The bureaucrats worked with uncharacteristic dispatch, taking six weeks to render the judgment of history on 1,330 properties named for people. That's what's so French Revolution style, is it's just the fever. It's just the, the excitement in the air. People are in the park, people in the streets. We're going to do something big, and we're going to do it right now. Yeah. Without calming down for a second. Right. And it's moving so fast that everybody's got such a head of steam that nobody's got the guts to stop them. As I've been saying over and over, uh, people who study this sort of thing think it only takes like 15% of worked up revolutionaries to get a revolution going. Mm-hmm. You got a whole bunch of other people who are scared, who kind of agree, but think you're going too far. You got a bunch of people who don't agree, but are afraid they're going to get run over and lose their jobs or their heads if they get in the way. Right. And it, it doesn't take that many people to, to uh, do a lot of damage. The committee wants the Franklin School Historic Landmark renamed and recommends that D.C. petition the federal government to remove, relocate, and contextualize a federally owned Franklin statue. Actually, this article starts with a big picture of Benjamin Franklin that's up in the halls of the Senate, right, where everybody walks into the chamber. Right, yeah. It it offers the same recommendation for the federal Washington Monument. Yeah, the big one, the big white one. We need to contextualize that. Yes, yes. Some other school names the committee wants scrubbed. Thomas Jefferson, author of the Declaration of Independence. uh, Francis Scott Key, author of the Star-Spangled Banner. Alexander Graham Bell, inventor of the telephone. James Monroe, who negotiated the Louisiana Purchase and was our fifth president. Um, Well, if you're going to include that whole nut job list of they were not kind of LGBTQ people... You like got to get rid of Madison then and, well, and Adams. Like and, I said, probably everybody whose thinking is prior to 2010. Right. Yeah, you're right. You're absolutely right. Except for a tiny cabal of activists, and you can probably find something they said that isn't uh, up to the current politically correct lingo and cancel them as well. I'm sure you can. That's right. I'm sure you could find something with the the the, the Kennedys, Bobby or, or John, saying something unkind about. Oh, 100%. You know, trans or gay marriage or something like that. I'm sure you could. Well, how about during the civil rights era, the stuff that uh, the Kennedys said about uh, various civil rights leaders? I mean, by today's standards, it's utterly unacceptable. So they're they're canceled, too. You might be able to keep, I don't know, like Millard Fillmore around, or there might be some... I doubt it. Only oh, if no, the... no, it's impossible. Every... Si- well, and listen, I, I, I realize this starts to sound um, like uh, in the weeds paranoid, but... Erasing history is one of the key aspects of imposing Marxism. There is no history but the present, and the party is the present. It's it's part of how they do it. The editorial board in the in the Wall Street Journal ends with this: um, Is Biden going to be uh, asked by anybody to comment on this, and will he stand up for the people who created this country? I don't know. I don't know how he'd answer that question. He's trying to avoid having to answer any of these questions. Yeah. He is the standard bearer for the left currently. and Right. 
Yeah, it's a little frustrating. Although, whether it's the situation in Oregon where the sheriff's departments are saying, no, we're not going to help you out, Portland, until you start prosecuting people. Or, you know, there are a number of developments that give me a little bit of hope. There's a piece that getting a fair amount of attention. Was it originally in the uh, Atlantic? Or I'm not sure. Yeah, the Atlantic. John McWhorter wrote it. Um, Academics are really, really worried about their freedom, is the headline. So lefty academics. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so the the trends that we've been saying are going to lead to real ugliness and we need to oppose them. They've gotten ugly and crazy enough that even that group of people, Jack, you were describing, who are kind of sympathetic, would think those people are a little nuts. Um, they're starting to stand up. So we were talking. About- I don't know if the sane will win the day, but at least. They're starting to stand up. We were talking about James Lindsay last hour, and if you're not into his act, man, you got to get into it and learn all. He is he is the best in America. He is. There need to be statues to him someday if he's able to turn this around. He is working tirelessly as he considers himself the number one expert on wokeism in America, and I'm sure he is. And he's writing books and doing videos and speaking anywhere he's allowed to speak and explaining all this to people. But anyway, his plan is, and I think this is a great idea, you have to get people on the record of what is too far. And you have to do it right now because we're screaming these directions so fast. If you get Nancy Pelosi or Joe Biden, somebody on the record saying, no, the Washington Monument would be too far. Yes. Then when this happens, you you know, it's it's not going <laughs> to... Because incrementally, we keep going farther, and then by the time it gets there, the politicians don't have the courage to stand up to it. Right. Yeah, it would be good to get people on the record for that sort of thing, and there are all sorts of you know areas you could, you a- could ask, ask them about. Ask all people of power, what's too far? Where's your line? I remember the march through a neighborhood in Seattle where the, uh, the BLM lunatics were screaming at people, give up your house, give your house to a black person. Get the uh, politicians on the record. Do you think white people should be forcibly evicted from their homes for the sin of being white? It might be a rather long list of things. We'll have to have them uh, you know, go on the record, but I like the idea. I'm looking forward to reading that book. We're going to do a podcast review of it. Uh, Jack and I and uh, Craig Gottwalls and Tim Sandifer at some point. I need a deadline. I, I, we have to figure out when we're going to do the podcast. I work better with deadlines myself. Yeah, yeah, and I'm just uh, I'm in a particular uh, period of self pity and lethargy right now. So right. I really self pity yeah. and lethargy. Yeah, well, you get those together, that's a good stew of not getting stuff done. Oh yeah, yeah, it's terrible. But um, <laughs> it's uh, yeah, I've been there where it's, uh, it's 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 difficult to do hardly anything really. Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't call it like clinical depression or anything. It's just. I keep this stuff keeps breaking and I can't do any of my hobbies. And so I'm trying, I got to find something new to do. And I don't know what. Maybe I'll feel your soul being crushed yet. It's a bit of a soul crushing thing, but I don't have problems compared to people with real problems. So again, I'm trying not to whine too much, but it's, it's frustrating. Juggling? Have you taken up juggling? I, I have tried juggling. I am uniquely terrible at it. Hmm. Yeah, I don't, I don't seem to be good at it, but, um, I'd like to get back to fly fishing. I haven't fished in a long time. It's a good one. It is a good one. So much gear, though, and water. I don't know. <laughs> and the fish. And the fish. They're slimy. Yes. <laughs> I don't know. Somebody um, suggest a hobby. How about needlepoint? <laughs> that's not a bad idea. Suggest a hobby. Our text line, 415-295-KFTC. Everybody needs to get a hobby, and not with the idea of making money or becoming famous at it, just as an idea. It's a side of, hustle. No, not a side hustle. A recreation. Eh? Yeah. Something else to do. Honestly, I have a couple of ideas, and I, I just need to implement them. I would like to hear that, though. I think that's a good one. Text line 415-KFTC. Bunch of other stuff to get to. 
Um, the most bizarre things they caught roommates doing. Uh, you know, why the Brits are having sex with the lights off. All these different things need to be touched on. <laughs> Do they? Do they really need to be? Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Well, he's in some kind of an enhancement, in my opinion. And I say we should both. I should take a drug test, so should he. Because we don't want to have a situation where a guy is taking some kind of a... It's like athletes, like a... No, no. He should take... I want to take one. I'll take one. He'll take one. We should both take a drug test. Come on. So Trump's still (laughs) making the argument that he wants Biden to do a drug test. Because he thinks he's on some sort of mental acuity drug, which she might yes. be. Yes. And would that be a big deal? I don't know. Oh, it would be a big deal if it turns out uh, old man Biden's being treated for uh, dementia or something like that. Sure. Or, or, uh, early stages and, you know, catch it early. It's a good thing. But um. I could be convinced, though. I don't know anything. I haven't looked into this at all. But I could be convinced that, you know, Early uh, diagnosis or, uh, you know, precautionary medicines are common and not that big a deal. And here's a list of all the people that do it and they're fine. Right. That sort of thing. Right. Yeah. You remember that test the president talked about? Brick, house, dog, right. pony. You exactly. Know, if you're doing poorly at that, you, you ought to get treated. Uh, how about the whole, did you see Brett Bear interviewing Mike Pence yesterday where I fast forwarded through all that. Ugh. Mike Pence kind of uh, wears me out. It seems like a really nice guy and all oh, that yeah. sort of stuff just to. You know, relentless cheerleading. I, uh, it's fine. It's fine. And I'll vote for him. But uh, it's relentless cheerleading. And I've heard it all before. But, but yeah, I just expect I didn't figure there'd be any news made. That was my no, assumption. The, the only interesting part to me, the really interesting part was uh, he asked Pence about back in November when Trump uh, did the unannounced visit to uh, Walter Reed, was it? And uh, mm, yeah. and the White House uh, said, no, no, he just uh, realized he had an hour free. So went for a checkup, which seemed odd at the time. And there's a story that Mike Pence was alerted to stand by. They might have to invoke the 25th Amendment put and put the president under, I think, is the story. But um, Bear asked Pence about it, and Pence is very good at being evasive, but he was clearly evasive. So, I, you know, it's not a big scandal or anything. I figure he just had something they needed to check out. And well, how could you? They either fixed it or appraised it, and the president was asleep briefly or something like that. I don't how know. How could you... Um... How could you expect somebody in their 70s to, in a, in a four-year period, not to be knocked out at any point for dental work or, you know, anything? Well, I'm decades younger than that, and I've been knocked out a couple of times right. lately. Yeah, it's, yeah. A, it's an unrealistic expectation, I think. Right. And then during oh, that period of time, the vice president would be president, right? Yeah. I don't think that'd be least... a huge scandal. but No, they're trying to make it into a scandal to counter the Joe Biden is too old and frail to be president thing. Well, the, well, the rumor on the Internet yesterday was, oh, there's a book out uh, claiming that from a from a legitimate guy who writes, he's a, one of your top uh, political reporters for the New York Times. That he, means that's an indictment. That's well, not a recommendation. Well, he's full of crap all the time on uh, on Brian Williams' show. But right. I mean, he's not he's not one of these um, uh, gossip magazine type people that write these books. Sometimes, so he's a mm-hmm. reporter for the New York Times. But he's got he had the thing out that that Trump suffered a whole bunch of mini strokes. That's mm-hmm. where that came from. Is his book that's coming out? I think yeah. that's probably a load of. Sh- 
Oh, crap. Ooh. That was Ooh. self-censorship Ooh. there. That was, that was remarkable. That was a balk. That was, a, that, was, <laughs> that was like when Tiger Woods is halfway through his downswing and somehow he stops because, you know, a camera. Go cut. to the third base. Up. Yeah, he went around. I went around. <laughs> that was a strike. But uh, anyway, so that's where that whole came. That's why right. they asked Pence yep. about it yesterday. Did Trump have a series of mini strokes? And uh, my favorite part of this conversation, though, and the reason I brought it up was the uh, the, uh, the the lefty news person said. Now, admittedly, every administration has lied about medical treatment for the president. Well, like I said, you, if you have older people, the chance you're going to go four or eight years without ever being put under, right. that's almost impossible. And they went from Kennedy right down the list, or right up the list, depending on how you look at it, uh, through the present day. They always, always lie, and for good reason. You're not going to announce the president of the United States is incapacitated. Right. Uh, Vladimir Vladimir Putin, Chairman Xi, the president, will be totally incapacitated for several hours. Barack Obama's getting his wisdom teeth out and he's going to be knocked unconscious for the next 45 minutes so now it'd be a good time to move on taiwan because it'd be kind of a weird thing for the vice president to have to deal with right exactly but so i I am somewhat curious what was going on but i figured some sort of aging guy medical thing becoming increasingly uh familiar with i don't want to wear you out about covid but i got one great study on covid that i should mention Pretty eye-opening. Oh, i got to mention the change in phones that's coming to you soon. Oh, yeah, that's big. we got to do that next. I'll remind him, folks. He's very forgetful. So I spent some time on this last night. I, like, read reviews and watched videos and whatnot. I want you to remember this. Brick, beaver, cowboy, (laughs) egg. Armstrong and Getty. Rebound down to Gobert. You got to hurry. Two seconds left. Three pointer Conley. Missed it at the hard. Let's bring on the LA Clippers. Let's go, Nuggets Nation. Come on. Denver wins game number seven by a final of 80 to 78. <laughs> 80 to 78? Was that NBA wow. Eastern Conference 1980? Wow, yeah. Um, so the Nuggets are going to play the L.A. Clippers in the Western Conference? Yes. Come on! <laughs> Semifinals. <laughs> and the Lakers are going to play or are playing? Uh, the, Lakers, the Lakers will play most people uh, the predict- winner of the Rockets-Oklahoma uh, City Series, which has not okay. yet been decided. Okay, gotcha. Which lakes in Los Angeles are they named? And people have been waiting for Lakers Clippers since the season started almost a year ago (laughs) because we delayed it so much. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, there you go. Uh, Play 45. No setup needed. Three people in a South Salt Lake family recovering from a bizarre and apparently random attack at their home. The family says they didn't know the suspect at all, but they say he chose the wrong house to mess with. 73-year-old Lejeune Timmerman says she had no choice but to use old glory to fend off an attack. I got up and I took my flag. And I whooped his ass, and I'll whoop it again. Neither Lejeune nor her brother that's Paul. When it, that's when all hell broke loose. Knew the man who police say jumped the fence and started attacking the family, apparently at random. He was kicking so, me and choking me. Yeah, as she goes on to say, he was kicking me and choking me. I didn't mean to disrespect oh, the flag, but he was hurting me and beating me. Oh, my God. And then... I grabbed him, old glory, started beating the hell back. I whooped his ass, and I'll whoop it again, said the 73-year-old gal. 
Way to go, sweetheart. And then South Salt Lake uh, City Police, who responded to the call and, and restored order, uh, gave her a brand new American flag yesterday. That's awesome. So that's nice. That's nice. Way to go, Granny. And I will give that. Yes! Man, that's a terrible story, though. Uh, yeah. I mean, it ended up okay, but the, the trauma, can you imagine? I hope that person's in jail for a long time, but they probably won't be. No, they'll be let out because of the COVID or something, and yeah. sooner or later they'll kill somebody. He says, taking the fun out of everything. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, Did you hear her say she whooped his ass and she'll <laughs> whoop it again? And I whooped his ass. Yes! I don't know why I did a deep dive on this last night. I was reading the review of Samsung's new foldable phone. Remember when they released their foldable phone last year and it was a complete disaster? Every reviewer for every publication in the world said, mine broke before I even got a chance to write this article. And it was just a disaster. <laughs> and it was a $2,000 phone. Well, they released... I, can, I can fold my iPhone. I can just never use it again. <laughs> so it's foldable. They released the second version of it yesterday, and I, I watched a review of it and everything like that. And my, my personal uh, review would be, as I wa- looked at this one in their Razer phone, if you remember the old Razer phone, I had one of those, a lot of people did. They've come out with a foldable phone. They're not ready yet. I wouldn't spend $2,000 on one, but it's absolutely beyond a doubt everybody's going to have a foldable phone in their pocket within a couple of years. How come? Absolutely. Because they're that close to being ready to go with but them. But so it, it folds much smaller than a current big old phone and is yeah, easily so, storable? So, is that the So key? I go iPhone 7 because I don't want the giant phablet in my back pocket. But I'd love to have the screen size. Well, well that's that, because you have such a firm uh, bottom. And Your I, glutes are magnificent. And I wear skinny jeans. Yes. But um, uh, the, fold- too skinny. the foldable phone is you got the phone my size, but you unfold it. And then I got the giant screen like Sean's got on his phone. And, and it's absolutely there. And that Samsung one is pretty cool. You unfold it and you've mm. got that big old screen and it looks really, really good mm. um, in a way that it didn't <laughs> before. The idea of having a seamless screen that you can fold and unfold and it's still the visual part of it's great. Yes. There's no like seam in the middle. That's amazing to me. Yeah, it is. It's, just, it, it's they, they call it bendable glass. They won't explain how they're doing it. Magic. I, I, I would say if I, I, as an Apple stockholder, if Apple is not working feverishly behind the scenes to come up with their version, they are going to be dethroned as the phone of choice because mm. everybody's going to have one. I just thought this would be fantastic. Anyway. I'll bet they're um, using space-age polymers. But I ain't paying $2,000 for this one. <laughs> I can't remember what commercial that was from. It became a running joke in my family as a kid. Space-age yeah. polymers. I think it was a wax for your car? <sighs> with Turtle space wax, age, maybe? One of those? space-age or... polymers. Yeah, yeah, that's it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, uh, some COVID study that... Uh, you want to hear about it's not that surprising and it's very maddening but it looks pretty nailed down we'll have that for you next oh and nancy pelosi her flaming unforgivable hypocrisy right after a quick word from simply safe our beloved sponsor who are selling you at a very very reasonable cost the best overall home security system of 2020 the fact that it's significantly less expensive and less a hassle i mean that's a, a fabulous couple of bonuses but it's just better the best overall home security of 2020, according to U.S. News & World Report, only costs you $15 a month. There's no long contract you're locked into. You can set it up yourself at your home in under an hour, so nobody's coming to your house. And how cool is this? Um, you can get a free HD camera right now. If you uh, go to simplysafe.com slash Armstrong, get a free HD camera. 
See what sort of randos actually ringing your doorbell, huh? <laughs> Some rando. Yeah, keep an eye on them randos. Well, the they're the worst. Leap over your fence and you have to fight them off with a flag. Yeah, and I know. whoop their ass and I'll whoop it again. Right, right. With the help of Simply Safe, just go to simplysafe.com slash Armstrong. Get that free HD camera for our listeners because you're special. That's simplysafe.com slash Armstrong. Yeah, if you didn't hear the Nancy Pelosi hypocrisy story, we're going to get to that next segment. It's pretty good. This was in a Wall Street Journal, the failed experiment of COVID lockdowns. I read this whole thing uh, as a guy who's very skeptical about statistics and that sort of stuff and how they can be manipulated. And it, it seemed pretty nailed down to me. Uh, six months into the COVID panic, the U.S. now has carried out two large-scale experiments in public health. First, in March and April, the lockdown of the economy... Um, and then the opening of the economy, a lot of places. They go through a lot of stats with a lot of different places, and it doesn't look like there was any benefit or harm done. Um, well, there's no benefit to the lockdown, COVID-wise, mm. and there was no harm to opening, opening early. Yeah. On both ends of it. In spite of what you read in the USA Today. Which is exactly what they say in the article. In spite of what you hear over and over and over again, there doesn't seem to be any difference between places that locked down early or late or then opened early or late. It's just completely random. Mm. Some places it was worse, some places are better, but it doesn't match up with the when you locked down or the when you opened up. Which is why the biased journalists tend to pick specific places and act as if that's indicative of everywhere, when it's not. European countries, wildly different experience. Right, the media loved saying, and I don't remember who they were using, Georgia, Florida, Texas. You see, a red state opened up early, and now they're getting the, well, California shut down early and stayed shut down and got just slammed. Well, so there's just Gavin there's no the, rhyme or reason to it. There, there are examples the other direction also. Sure. That's their yeah. whole point. Right. It's just random. It's just the way the disease decides to travel about or or who went to a biz, business conference and got it and came and landed in your town or however it works. But, right. Uh, I had a, a really nice chat with my mom and dad yesterday. My mom's uh, 80th birthday was yesterday. And uh, she's a wonderful woman. I'll tell you about her someday. But anyway, um, she uh, he... And, and, oh, you should probably know if my mom gets the vid, she's just dead. She will die. She's got Parkinson's, has for a very long time, um, is is not in great shape physically, um, and it will kill her. My dad was saying, I think when we look back, back on this, we're going to realize we way, way, way overreacted yeah. and that we've done much more damage than we've prevented. Absolutely. Um, and he's of the mind that, listen, we have to protect the vulnerable, obviously, including my sainted mother, but... Um, there's a, a modern conceit that we can solve everything and we can avoid every problem and we can live forever. And the idea of, listen, this is going to suck. It's going to be tough, but we got to gut it out. I mean, that's just, you don't hear that very much. It runs days. counter to human beings the way we're built to say, there's nothing we can do about this. Right. Just hunker down and let it roll over us. Or, that's not the way we're built. Right. Or, you know, there are a variety of measures you can take, and you have to engage in intelligent cost-benefit analysis. Putting on a mask, easy, effortless, whatever. Most experts say it really helps. Fine. A little social distancing. Try to avoid big gatherings. Don't have crowds at football games. Okay, fine. All right, we can do all that stuff. The costs are fairly minor, and I, I say that with all due respect to people who make their living in those fields. But the idea of shutting down all businesses, unless they're, like, giving you plasma and insulin... Um, that ha- 
had an enormous and continues to have just a gigantic cost. Oh, it'll be decades. For what benefit? Right. Well, none, according to this. Uh, the Wall Street Journal says the results are in. Counterintuitive though it may be, statistical analysis shows that locking down the economy didn't contain the disease spread, and reopening it didn't unleash a second wave infection. And they make the point that as economically costly and, you know, mental health and all that stuff, as we've been saying over and over. I'll just, have to read it's not, that. It's not worth it. Uh, I uh, That feels like an overstatement to me, but I haven't read it and I haven't looked at the statistics. But my point was, even if the shutdown did do some good and opening up did do some harm, you have to do cost-benefit analysis. You know, you, you can avoid any chance of being a victim of crime. All it'll cost you is a million dollars a year. I'll tell you how. You'd think, uh, that's not happening. That's way too much. Chance of me being a victim of crime, fairly small anyway. And, uh, we just, we haven't engaged in that analysis. And it's, it's incredibly horrific. frustrating. It's, it's, and especially because the people in charge are going to draw a paycheck come hell or high water. Oh, uh, yeah. If all of us yeah. live or all of us die, your governor and your county health director are going to get paid full pay for the rest of their lives right. usually cuz pension and everything Often, else else yeah, yeah in it's, many cases it's it's disgusting it will be talked about for uh, centuries perhaps perhaps centuries which is why you're seeing a lot of people skirting the law oh yeah including Nancy Pelosi oddly enough <laughs> if you haven't heard this story it's absolutely fantastic it's on the way Further evidence does anyone need that this president didn't care less about the spread of this virus? House Speaker Nancy Pelosi visited a San Francisco hair salon for a wash and blowout. No. Security footage shows Pelosi walking through E Salon in San Francisco with wet hair and without a mask over her mouth or nose. No mask, no distancing, and the rest. Despite local ordinances keeping salons closed amid the coronavirus pandemic. Slapped science right in the face. And that's not easy, by the way, because science is a worthy opponent stings like a bee <laughs> so yeah nancy who's been fully on board with the giant shutdown including uh, in her poo strewn hometown of san francisco uh violated her very orders and had a salon open up for her well that's just shocking and the owner of the salon wasn't even aware somebody who had a key to it, one of the you know people who rent space or whatever went in there to serve her, and the owner, who's being rendered destitute and is desperate to figure out, how am I going to make my rent? How am I going to put food on my table? Uh, because she's not allowed to open, uh, watch Nancy Pelosi get uh, a nice uh, hairdo in that very salon. It's just like when the politicians were drinking during Prohibition. Let them eat cake. Uh, the Philly mayor, mayor of Philadelphia, he got caught dining inside a restaurant when that practice is banned in the city. Well, for everybody else, not for me. Well, he was in a different place. He was, like, right across the county line. So it, uh, it was So legal. it was not illegal. Um, Just hypocritical? Yeah, people thought. He said, well, they, they don't got much COVID over here, so it's all right. Across the street over there, they don't? No. Yeah. On this side of the street, they oh, do. That's, so that's why we got a traffic light here, so the COVID won't cross the street. Speaking of health, I was looking at this list of the... Uh, Ranking Hostess products by how healthy they are, they're all unhealthy. You shouldn't eat any of them. <laughs> oh, clearly. Um, but uh, you'll be happy to know that your Snowballs is third healthiest. Really? Yeah. Really? The it healthiest... is probably because the sawdust is it's good fiber. <laughs> <laughs> I won't get into all the 
trans fat and calories and sugar and everything because they all have their own numbers. Yeah, just assume it's a lot. Yeah, yeah, I think that's a safe assumption. The healthiest, and it's still quite unhealthy, is the ho-ho. Yes, followed by followed by ding dongs. Now, sorry, it's been a while. The ho ho is the chocolate tube, or is that the the ding dong? -dong Is the hockey puck? Ding dong's a hockey puck. Ho ho's the tube. I did this just a couple of weeks ago with my kids because they had never eaten any of these. I went to the convenience store. Was very pleased to find that they had all of them in stock. And uh, but anyway, so they ranked nine of them. That the very bottom, the jumbo honey bun, which I'm not sure I've ever had. Oh, oh, it's delicious, man! When I was a caddy at a golf club, I used to, and this was so terrible. My mom, I wish, I wish somebody enforced this. I, I would wash down one of those jumbo honey buns with a can of root beer. Oh my god! I mean, I was making oh my, my own. God. I was making my own money, so nobody was buying it for me. But oh my god! I think about it now, and uh, it's just horrific. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my son eats so much better than I did. Um, although the ingredients are different in a lot of stuff too, you, you do always have to remember that uh, they, they've they've changed the ingredients in a ton of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it still wasn't healthy. Oh, no, um, no, no. But like I took a Hostess product to school practically every day of my life. Rich man, we couldn't afford it. We had knockoffs. Oh yeah, we we, we did too. Yeah, the, the same thing though. I think I imagine hoo-hoos and ding dangs, <laughs> twonkies, twonkies, disgusting. Little what? Twinkie hack. Throw it in the freezer for about ten fifteen minutes. Oh yeah. Then snack on it. Oh yeah. You thank me later. You're not smoking that hippie lettuce when you're doing that, are you? <laughs> I'm sorry. Your mic was cutting out. I couldn't hear you. <laughs> so jumbo honey buns are the worst. Uh, second worst zingers. I don't know what a zinger is. Oh, you know what? Speaking what's of... What's a zinger? Oh, oh, what's a zinger? A zinger is... um, it, That's the one that's kind of allegedly raspberry... Flavored and it's a it's a flavored Twinkie. So exactly, they have like a lemon, a raspberry. I think the it it looks similar to the the snowball, but I don't think it has the coconut. Yeah. And then this I is a zinger hostess or is that Dolly Madison? These are all hostess. And then and number seven, least healthy. I only mention this because uh, this is one I've had a lot. Oh, donuts is right in the middle. Oh, freaking donuts! Doesn't taste. What are they? Doesn't taste anything (laughs) like any donut you've ever had. But I've eaten a thousand it, of them. It's it's uh, <laughs> sawdust a, dipped in wax. Have I eaten a thousand of them? That might be a low number. They come in packages of eight, and seven, I, something oh. like that. And I'm pretty old, and I've eaten a lot of donuts. I think probably uh, five figures. The mini muffins are way toward the bottom of healthy, and I've had quite a few of the Hostess mini muffins. And they don't taste like any muffin you've ever had either. I don't know and that they, I know them. And they muffins. can't dry out. You, they wouldn't in 20 years dry out. They're so moist. Mm. It's That's the trans fatty goodness. If I'm looking and all I have is the Hostess display case, I'm thinking, you know what? I'll try to be a little healthy and I'll get the mini muffin. Yeah, exactly. That's where you get yeah, yeah. Right. yourself. Do they uh, mention the, the humble fruit pie? No, fruit pie Which was on the list like for some reason. my favorite thing in the world mm-hmm. as a kid. It was a special day when we get fruit pies. Oh, well, they weighed like three pounds. So. Oh, yeah. That was a good snack right oh, there. Oh, how much sugar in those? <laughs> Nothing but. <laughs> Mind-boggling amounts of sugar. All right, what's to come on the show? Uh, More on the spineless, gutless Ted Weasel, the mayor of Portland. Ted Weasel. He's been forced to flee his home by the very Marxists he aids and abets. A little bizarro justice there. The, oh, the feckless governor of Toronto announcing plans that are immediately ignored by everybody involved. 
If you're a Joy Reid fan on MSNBC, she's uh, going to be forced to apologize for something she said. She hasn't yet, but she will be because I know how these things work. Um, by another the way, Instagram scandal, a woman who actually grabbed a tiger by his testicles to take a selfie. It's highly uh, controversial. She get it? No. I, maybe the tiger liked it, but there she tiger is. Tiger left a tip. Classic. <laughs> uh, it's none of your business. The classic. <laughs> The classic Buck Owens song, Grab a Tiger by the Testicles. Yeah, well, she did. It's um, quite a story. Quite a picture. In politics, briefly, the Biden campaign raised more than $300 million in August, which breaks records like the, the records never existed before. Well, they need to buy him a time machine. Absolutely incredible. Uh, the amount of money that he raised. And it has outspent Trump on TV this week, $17 million to five in terms of advertisement. I know the Trump campaign's got a lot of money. I don't know why they're not spending it. I don't know why they're waiting. People are voting already. I don't know what their strategy is. Maybe they've got one. Um, I don't know. I th- If I were to guess, I'd say they were counting on the post-convention bump that they've gotten a little one out of, as usual. And it was a good, good convention. And the big onslaught's going to start, you know, next week or this weekend. Maybe try to reach people watching sports and all on, on, on the television. Right. We'll see. But yeah, they have a ton of money. I, I it's uh, it's much more professional than it was the first time around. The first time around, sure. it worked. Yeah, we're going to see a lot of ads. I would guess with that kind of money on both sides, you're going to see and hear a lot of ads. Radio's where it's at. Spend it all on radio. Armstrong and Getty. <laughs> 